Hello and welcome to the Fit Girl Club podcast. I'm your host and coach Helen and I'm here to help women lead a healthier and happier lifestyle. Hello and welcome to episode 12, 12 of the Fit Girl Club podcast. I need to stop doing this because every week I'm like, oh my God, as if it's that number. It's obviously next week when it's 13, I'm going to get excited for that as well. Ooh, ties in well with Halloween. But hello, thank you for listening. Thank you to all of those that have been listening. I've been getting some really nice messages off people, just um, some people listening in saying that they feel like they're like living their life with me by listening to the podcast and learning a lot from it. So honestly, thank you all so much for supporting me. Everything I do is to help people live a healthier and happier lifestyle. And if I can help you with that, and I'm achieving my goals. So thank you so much. Today's episode is going to be a question and answer session. This is based on, I put a question and answer post out on my Facebook page, my Fit Girl Club Facebook group, which is my free group, my shred group, my Instagram stories. And I've picked out some of the questions that I've got fruit from there that I feel like might benefit or help some of you out there. Um, and that a bit more, you know, something that I've maybe not covered before. Um, so yeah, sit down, relax and enjoy the ride or pick me up and take me and go for a walk. That's the best way to do it. Get your steps in whilst listening to my podcast. Okay, so q and I'm going to do each individual one. So starting with question one, really on topic at the minute. So for most people, it is half-term holidays this week. If you have got children, your children are off this week, you might be on holiday yourselves as well. And the first question comes about that. And it says, we've been half-term this week. How can I plan in or stay in my routine? My routine's gone to pot because of, you know, kids being off and normal circumstances being changed. So what do you recommend that I do best to still hit my goals? Now, this is a really, really good question. And it also, you can you can move this for anything else. Even if you don't have kids, you can change it to, you know, if, if you're having a week off work or something comes up or that anything that has changes to your routine because we are a product of our routine. So as soon as anything steps in the way of that, as soon as anything gets in the way of our routine, I bet all of you realise that it's, it's hard to stick to things. You know, if you've not meal planned, if you've not prepared your meals for the week, if you've not done your weekly menu, if you've not planned in your exercise, if you've not done anything like that, we are creatures of habit. Um, unfortunately, it does, you know, that's where sometimes you need to be a bit spontaneous on the weekends and go off and do something fun because we do get stuck in like this rut of, but it's how we function best by having habits, by having these set patterns. So like you'll get up at a set time every day, you go to bed at a set time every day, you'll exercise probably the same time each day. Most of us run best that way because that's how we're made to run. That's how the human race is made to run. So that's when you'll find the most success when you're on a roll is because you get up on a Monday and you do a certain process. You get up on a Monday, you go for a walk, you have your same your oats for breakfast that you have every Monday. Um, you do the commute, you do a workout at lunchtime, blah, 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 blah. You come home, you meal, you, you have a set meal that you have in mind. And that's why it works so well. So when things like half-term holidays happen, things can be thrown a bit off plan. So my biggest tip for this is plan for that week. 
So you really need to look at the week and think, what are going to be my big wins here? What can I make a big save on? So can you still write the menu for the week? Can you still have a weekly menu? Get the kids involved in writing the weekly menu, which you could be doing every week anyway, dependent on time. Get the kids involved in the weekly menu. Get them helping you make some homemade pizzas, pizza wraps, things like that. Things that you can do to get the kids involved that makes it an activity with them. Um, And then you can still track and keep on track with your calories. So it's about damage control. And I said this to some of my girls recently um, because it is, unfortunately, winter's coming and everyone's getting sick. And the main thing I say to them is if weight loss is, if fat loss is your goal, as long as you're still tracking, you've still got that data coming in, it doesn't matter if everything else goes to pan. Pan? Pot? What is that saying? Pot pan. Correct me. Pot pan. I'm going to say change approved. It's called pot pan now. So still keep try and keep on track as much as you can have a plan in advance have a plan for the activities i think if you've got children i've obviously not got kids right but i do know quite a lot about looking after kids and what it takes to you know it's hard work <laughs> god it's hard enough for me having a dog it's hard work having the kids but if you've got a routine for them as well they'll work best off that so have lots of fun activities planned in you know you can get more movement in by going and do things like going down to the park going out for walks it's beautiful this this time of year with all the autumnal colors go pick some conkers do something old school go have a play in the park go play a game of football around us go down the beach do what you can to get some more movement in so if you can't get to the gym or you can't do any classes because you the kids are there there's other things you can do so it's not about saying oh the kids are off i can't do all this it's about making a compromise and still getting that movement in and then enjoying that family time as well so you can get them involved in it so still have a a sort of plan for the week um with your meals still get some movement in and there's lots of things you can do with that with kids like even if you've got little ones get them in the prams and have a run around the park um Try and plan in activities that are a bit more active, maybe. Like if you are wanting to go do something that's paid for, things like bowling, inflatable parks. I went to an inflatable park with my one of my besties and her daughter the other month. Oh my God, I was knackered after 20 minutes. And I think I'm fit. <laughs> inflatable parks are solid. Go do something that is, you know, go to a maze, go to one of the scary mazes that are out at the minute. You, not me, I don't want to go to them. Um, that'll... that'll burn some calories because it gets your adrenaline up and you're pooing your pants but do things that are a bit more act- like having activities when you do new pumpkin carvings can you make some pumpkin soup while you're there you know um stack these activities together then my last point with this is don't worry about it too much one week's not going to massively set you off track try and keep it maintenance so if you can't keep in your deficit calorie deficit so you can't keep in your weight loss um, for the week, then at least try and keep it maintenance. Don't, don't throw everything out the window. It's always, it's always a great excuse that, that people are like, well, it's a bit of half term and I couldn't do anything. You can still do stuff. Yeah. You don't have to be 10 out of 10. You don't have to be hitting your step count. You don't have to be, which you still can to be honest. You don't have to be doing all the exercise. You don't have to be in a calorie deficit every day, but you can have some damage control. You know, you can still go out, you couldn't go to McDonald's and still, don't have to spend like a thousand calories. You can still have 500 calories, enjoy some chicken nuggets and things and still enjoy time with your family. It's going out for meals. You can still enjoy them, but in moderation, think about that. And it's a mindset thing as well. And that's completely down to you 
and your goals and what you do. So there's lots of things you can do. It doesn't have to be a week of pressing the effort button and, you know, ruining all your progress. There's loads of things you can do with that. So hope that helps. Question number two. I love this question. I get this question quite a lot. How do you have so much energy? Well, let me tell you, I don't. No, that's a lie. I actually do. I... I wish I could get in a little time machine sometimes and go back to a few years ago when obviously I didn't have as much energy, but I've always been quite upbeat. But now I literally knew enough every day, I have quite a lot of energy. But I also know that when my energy is running low, what to do? Because this is a this is a big thing. It's not just about having the energy all the time. It's about realizing when things are getting a bit too much, when you're doing a bit too much, when to pull back. So there there are a few big reasons why I have a lot of energy. My number one is I get a lot of sleep, enough sleep and a lot of sleep. I average about eight hours a night, but I also sometimes have naps. I'll sometimes have, if especially if I'm up, um, up early, like I get up to coach CrossFit sometimes at half hour in the morning. And like the other day, I was still coaching in the evening. So for in, in order for me to show up in the evening and have energy, I had an hour and a half nap in the afternoon and I could nap know how to nap well so that'll give me more energy so i reckon i average about nine ten hours sleep a night which probably sounds like a lot but when you think about how much i do i average fifteen thousand steps a day i do five days a week i do about two two workouts a day maybe one two i do a lot of exercise right but this is me and my goals okay so my sleep is adequate for how much I'm doing. So you need to look at your sleep first, your sleep quality, your sleep quantity. Go back to my episode about sleep. I'm just going to actually... Episode number nine, all about sleep, how to get good sleep, good quality sleep. Go back to that, have a listen to it because that's your main priority on getting energy, getting good quality sleep. And no matter who you are or what your circumstances are, you can work on getting better sleep. And it's about what works for you. So... I need, at the minute, because of how much exercise I do and how much I move and things like that, I am on about, I'd say about nine, because my Garmin doesn't track my naps, and I'll probably have two naps a week. So I get a lot of exercise. Also, FYI, guys, guys, girls, girls and guys, I don't sit down. Have you ever noticed I never sit down? I'm always stood up. Um, I don't sit down till the evening, usually. I even eat my meals stood up during the day, usually. So that's another thing. I don't sit down. You burn a lot less energy sat, sat down instead of stood up. But I'm going to go flip back on that one because so sleep's number one, getting enough sleep. Number two is nutrition. I eat a lot of nutrient dense food. I eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit. If you saw the picture from my Instagram, Facebook from like even yesterday, last Sunday, Sunday 24th. Um, that mountain of vegetables, that's not all I had all day. I had soup, I had spinach. I eat a lot of nutrient-dense food, a lot of food that gives you energy, enough protein to help rebuild the muscle, things like that. So my nutrition's really good. I also ate a four-pack of Kit Kats in one week. It's all about balance, girls. Um, but I eat a lot of nutrient-dense food, so that gives me energy. So sleep and food... <laughs> It's like rinse and repeat. It's like I say the same things over and over again, but it's it's so true for a lot of things. Um, and then the next one, the next reason I have a lot of energy is because I move a lot. So this seems to contradict 
one another and I put it in um I did a quiz on <clears throat> Friday I'm going to do that every Friday on my social media and um I put a question in like does exercising decrease your energy and it actually doesn't it increases your energy so the more you move the more energy you have so hear me out on this and you have to build it up slowly you can't go from a sedentary lifestyle yesterday to today running around all day because you'll just be knackered because you haven't slowly increased your sleep your nutrition and everything that comes with it it's it's a lifestyle guys and the more you get used to the lifestyle factors of things the easier it'll be and it's it's taken me seven years of when I first thought about fitness it was eight years now anyway seven or eight years to get to this level so it, it, it I've built it up gradually over time now I found recently, and this is something that I came to realisation of last week, not last week, the past few weeks. So going to CrossFit Scarborough, they um, don't have classes on a Thursday. So I thought, right, this is my sign to take Thursday as a rest day. I don't have any of my shred classes on a Thursday. Um, I've, I do a bit of work and I haven't got much else on. So I can have it as like a rest day. I have a bit of a lie-in, get a bit more sleep that night. But I found, even though I was getting up, I wasn't energized on those days. In the past few weeks, I've had headache. So, and with headache as well, the first week it happened, I thought, oh, maybe I'm just not very well. And then it happened the week after, and I thought, right, am I oversleeping? But it's nothing to do with my sleep. It's the fact that I wasn't getting up and moving in the morning. And I thought maybe just going out for a walk would help. But I get, I go out for walks every day. I get my steps in every day. It's something I already do. So I was like, right, I need to do something a low impact workout. So I'm getting the rest. It's called an active rest day and getting the recovery. So for me to have energy, I need to do exercise. I need to do something that get my blood pumping. It gets my mind going, gets my endorphins going, makes me feel good. So that's another thing that gives me energy. I exercise every day. Yeah, I'm not doing PRs and lifting ridiculous weights every day and doing Metcons, metabolic conditioning really like high intensity hit workouts. I'm not doing things like that every day, but I am doing something every day to get me moving. And that's what gives me more energy. And back to the point about standing up, if you're in an office job, and I know some of you can't help it, but to be honest with you, you should be speaking to your management about it. Or if you are management, you should be sorting it out. Everyone should be given opportunities for standing desks. We've got this obesity crisis in the country and the world, in fact, and one massive difference. And you'll get more productive productivity from people as well and um, because they'll have more energy is to offer standing desks now I have my standing desk I'm sort of it now and um from the moment I get up in the morning till the evening well apart from sitting in my car and stuff I don't actually sit down if you ever see me doing something I'm usually stood up walking around um I found that sitting down for long periods of time makes me feel tired it actually drains me when I worked at the office in um <sighs> I name this whole time, but when I, I love it, I love this story because it's so true. When I worked at the office in Australia when I was junior quality associate for a medical company, I um, remember sitting down all day and then just running into a, a, a one of the rooms, one of the meeting rooms, and doing like some burpees and then coming back in just to give me energy because just sat down, you're burning less calories, your body's using less energy, so it's moving less, so it's having it's gone like using less of its energy just said that but you know what I mean um so by stood up moving more not only it's not about just burning more calories it's about keeping the blood flow in your body keeping homeostasis up and then feeling good and getting those that energy moving so yeah I really recommend 
moving more, standing up more to have more energy. But then you also need to learn to rest. So when you need to rest, taking that time off and resting so that then it doesn't impact you in the long run. It's really complicated, to be honest with you. In long story long, <laughs> one of my favourite new sayings that I made up, long story long, because every story with Helen is long. It's never a short one. Um, it's about working out what works for you. But honestly, standing up, moving more, getting some exercise in every day, getting enough sleep and good nutrition, more energy. Hope that helped. Right, next question. Can you tell me what they, who's they, what they mean by macro splits? I've heard people saying before about macro splits. I don't understand what this means. Can you explain what is and do I need it for weight loss? Right, so I've talked about this before, but your macros are your carbs, your fats, your proteins and alcohol, but we'll forget about alcohol for now. So you've got your freeming macros when you're taking in food, macronutrients, okay? Carbohydrates, fats and proteins. And that's what your diet will compromise of, okay? Everyone's diet will compromise of different levels of carbohydrates, fats and proteins. And basically what a macro split is, it's the amount of those that you have in your diet. So there are certain diets out there. Um, one that's popular in the CrossFit community is called the, the zone diet, where you do actually, you'll be given a percentage of carbohydrates to eat, fats to eat and proteins to eat. Similar with ketosis, you have to have a certain percentage, but a very strict percentage with that for it to work. And I've talked about that before. We're going to reference another one. If you want to know about the keto diet, go into Diets Debunked, episode five. Very, very important. It's not magic, guys. But that's based on macro splits as well. Very strict macro splits. So it's a really hard one to discuss, really, because there's there's three three really important things I need to tell you about macros. Carbohydrates, glycogen is all right. Start again. Carbohydrates, glycogen is the, your main fuel source. What most of us use for energy. Okay, all right. When you're doing anything, um, fats help maintain natural like hormones you can't survive without fats and protein helps build muscle okay your body will also adapt fats into energy as well and proteins necessary to build muscle believe it or not you can actually survive without carbohydrates but most people feel a bit crap so it's a bit pointless um because our bodies will use them as i mean fuel source unless they're taken away and then we'll use fats but all you need to worry about, really honestly, is how much protein you get in because you need enough protein to build muscle because without protein, you can't build muscle. Amino acids are what builds muscle. Amino acids are found in protein and protein also helps satiate you, helps you feel fuller for longer. Now, the next thing, that's all you, that's it for fat loss. So remember, calorie deficit number one, protein intake number two, the rest of it, do whatever you want. Do what works for you. Eat plenty of vegetables, things like that fruit and vegetables, nutrient-dense food. Just to point with this though, fats, when we talk about fat, we're not just talking about fat as in, I'm feeling fat, I have a lot of fat. We're talking about fats as in, there are healthy fats as well. Um, I hate calling things healthy, but it is true because you do need fats to survive, okay? For normal function of your body. You get these good fats in like oil, seeds, olive oil seeds, uh, like nut butters, you know, natural 
fats, fish, oily fish. Um, but when it comes to calories, fats have more calories per gram. That's why when you're eating a lot of fatty food, it's higher calorie, all right? Because it's more, got more calories per gram in comparison to protein and carbs. But for fat loss, weight loss, calorie deficit and eating of protein, you should be getting at least one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight that you are, minimum. Girls really should be getting 100 grams of protein a day. If you struggle with getting enough protein, message me. I can give you loads of tips because there's loads of ways to do it, even if you're vegetarian or vegan. I eat a majority plant-based plant diet and I get plenty of protein. Okay, hope that helped. I tried to keep it simple. Really, macro splits, don't worry about it. Okay, next question. How many days should I train a week? How long is a piece of string? I'm joking. Right, so this is subjective as well. This is the hard thing sometimes in the fitness industry because there isn't one size fits all. If, it, if someone ever sells you a program that's one size fits all, it's bollocks. Ooh. Am I allowed to say that? Oh, I did it anyway. It's absolute bollocks because we're all individuals and we've all got our own lifestyles and we've all got different routines, patterns, um, commitments, jobs, everything, family, whatever that goes on. Also got different energy levels, different abilities. So there is no one size fits all. If you're just starting out though, what I recommend is that you do some sort of resistance training, some sort of metabolic conditioning, so where you get your heart rate up a bit, that increases fitness, resistance training to increase strength and increase muscle mass, um, which also reduces a multitude of things over a lifetime. You've got more functionality, better movement, feeling good. Honestly, there's so many benefits to, to lifting a few weights that everyone should be doing it. But then you also want to be doing something to keep your heart healthy, something to keep your mind healthy, things like that. So I really recommend when you first start out, do a varied program. And this is what I do with all my girls and my online clients as well. It's we do we do a bit of everything to start with. Um, core work, not just abs, core work, everything. All right, it's all included. Full fitness. Um, and then when if you're just starting out, do full body. So hitting all your muscle groups. And I do three days a week maximum to start with. So a good way to start is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Obviously change that around for your schedule. But that gives you some time to recover. Because when you first start, you'll need rest days in between to recover. The more you get used to this and the easier it gets, the you can then increase it. So how many days you should train is actually subjective to you. You know, if you look like at the ultimate CrossFit athletes, they train two, three times a day. Um, but then they get adequate rest and stretching and mobility and everything that comes with it. So as you progress, so starting, I start three days a week and as you progress, you can then move up to four days a week, five days a week. It depends how much you're doing. It also depends on your recovery. Are you eating well? We're back to the energy question again. Eating well, sleeping well, resting well, looking after yourself, drinking enough water, all the things that come with it. If you're already been training a while, you can then move on to things like, some of my girls have upper lower days. It's like Monday be up, upper body, Tuesday be lower body. So then you're still getting a day off in between of those body parts. Um, and then the more you get used to it, the more you can do. If someone ever says to you, you're training too much, that's it. I love her to bits. I love you, mum. But she used to say to me, oh, you're doing too much. I'm like, no, I'm not. 
it's about knowing sometimes I probably was to be honest with you but it's about which I wasn't doing too much in that perspective like it's about knowing your body knowing what you can do so work out a program that works for you if you're starting out guys just get a coach honestly the difference you'll make and the progress you'll make so much faster and I'm not saying just me you don't have to get me as a coach get anyone as a coach get a good coach get a reputable coach get someone that you know has got good results knows that listens to you and uh doesn't just give you a generic program but any girl starting with me I do online coaching one-to-one and they get specific training plans with strength progressions in and all of the stuff like that and I'm currently teaching them all Olympic lifts and things which is good fun or you can do something generic like my shred groups where it's just like you go out and you do your own weight sessions and stuff but you hit all the body parts as well so yeah how many days you should train is absolutely it's it's subjective again <clears throat> sorry I seem so blase but it is subjective. Next question. High protein Yorkshire puddings. Now, the reason this is being asked is because I put, ask me anything, including about my high protein Yorkshire puddings. I am the queen of making Yorkshire puddings. I'm from Yorkshire, if you didn't know. I have a Yorkshire pudding recipe on my Instagram feed. Um, but I also then, the other month, made high protein Yorkshire puddings. And basically all I did was, I've got this recipe for Yorkshire puddings, I took out a percentage of the flour and I put in a portion of um, unflavoured protein powder. Win. The only difference was is they didn't rise as much, they were a bit more dense, but they still worked really well, they're still tasty. So if you wanted to have a high protein Yorkshire pudding, just get some unflavoured protein powder, replace some of the flour with that and it'll work. Also, a top tip from my friend Cindy Lifts, shout out if you're listening, she made some soup the other day and she put some unflavoured protein powder in that. Never thought of that before. Need to start doing things like that. So, yeah, another top tip. But, yeah, Yorkshire pudding. I'm the Yorkshire pudding queen. If you ever invite me around for tea, I'll bring you some of the Yorkshire puddings. Next question. As the mornings are getting darker and the days are getting shorter, I find I'm really lacking in motivation. What can I do about this? Okay. So I think a lot of people are feeling like this at the moment. I know in my groups, um, some of my girls are struggling with like the darker mornings and motivation and getting going because it is just, especially if you're in the UK, it's just so much. And I'm I'm the most motivated person ever, but it's so easy just to be like, you're in a nice cozy bed, nice and comfy, and just to stay in bed and just stay asleep um, and just nice and cozy and warm. But my biggest tip for you know, getting on with it is the best way to do it is having a routine. If you've got a routine that you're already doing, it's so much easier to stick to that routine because you know the process and you go through it. And even though it can be a bit harder in the morning, you've already got you like, no, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with that routine. If you haven't already got a routine in place, when the mornings get a bit darker and it gets a bit colder, you are going to struggle a bit more. There are different things you can do though to compromise. So would you would you be better working out at lunchtime or in an evening? What different things can you do to get you going in the morning? But if you don't stick with something and you struggle in the winter and it's dropping off, it's time to relook at your schedule and what you're doing and why why it's not stinking. Stinking? Sticking? Like, is your why strong enough? Is your reason why you're getting up in the morning strong enough? I know for a fact, mate, like I feel so much better if I do do it. I said it. On Sundays, I have a bit of a lie-in. 
um and I just felt a bit like demotivated and I went out then I went out went for a run and I felt so much better for it so you need to have that why you need to have that reasoning you need to have that drive it is down to willpower sometimes and you have to push yourself it is going to be harder you have to have a reason why to do it if you really can't do it switch it up do your workouts later in the day have a plan in place for the week trial and error try different things you're allowed to switch up and change it if it's not working try something else Another point and something that I tell my girls about, um, a couple of my girls do struggle with this, is seasonal affective disorder. And it's basically when they're not getting enough sunlight and they do struggle on their energy. It's like natural sunlight in the morning. So you can get these sad lamps, you can get them off Amazon. I think they're about 20 quid, where it's like mimics natural sunlight in the morning. Also, all of you should be taking vitamin D. We should all be taking vitamin D, especially living in the UK, because you do not get 15 minutes of natural sunlight on your skin every day in the winter. So take vitamin D tablets, or um, I get these little like new capsules, or use the spray. So sad lamps, check your routine. Have a look and work out what you're doing and why it's not working. Because if you just sit there and go, it's not working, you're not really doing much about it. You have to reevaluate it. So, yeah, I know it's hard, but that's dark mornings. Okay, last question. Ooh, this has been fun, actually. I enjoy this. I enjoy this format. I enjoy them all. What am I about? Just, I love to talk. And I love talking about fitness and I love talking about lifestyles and mindset and nutrition and everything that comes with it. So that's why I get so excited doing a podcast. What is your favorite exercise? Uh, <laughs> wow. That is a question, isn't it? I'm going to annoy you all now. I love a burpee. I love running. I love lifting as well. Do you know what my favourite exercise is, actually? It's not one specific exercise, because I do, you know, I train CrossFit, which is constantly varied functional movement. You're doing different things every day. Um, I love doing something that I couldn't do before. So especially when I started doing, like, oh, like doing a full push-up. I couldn't, like, I really used to struggle doing kneeling push-ups. Um, when I like can smash a, something, a goal, like a PR or anything like that. It's not just about being the best. It's about looking back at how much I've learned and putting that process into place and achieving those things. I've got so much, so many things that I still need to learn and still need to get better at. But yeah, my favorite exercises are literally doing the stuff and getting better at doing the stuff, doing the exercises, working on it. Um, and I work on a lot of stuff in the background as well. I'll stick and go back and do technique work and stuff and then actually being able to do it. But I also love a good, like, high energy. I love a good workout, a good, good wad, which means workout of the day, where you just feel, like, so super pumped after, like, running, burpees, all that stuff. A bit of lifting, a bit of everything. Ooh, a bit mental. You're like... You don't know if you're coming or you're going, just running around like a mad woman. Then everyone's all together at the end, dying on the floor. That's my favourite workout exercise. Okay, that is it. So thank you so much for all your questions, guys. They were really good, actually. Um, I sound surprised, but it's super interesting. Um, hope this helps some of you. Hope you enjoyed it. That was episode... Did I say 11 at the start? It's actually episode 12. Episode 12. 
No, I said it right. That was episode 12 of the Fit Girl Club podcast. Have a great week. See you soon. Goodbye. I hope you enjoyed the Fit Girl Club podcast. For more information on how Helen can help you, have a look at www.helensuttonpt.co.uk. Have a great day.